And welcome to Bigfoot Collectors Club, the show where we talk to amazing guests about their personal paranormal history and share stories of high strangeness. I'm your host, Michael McMillan. With me always is your other host, Bryce Johnson. And our super producer, Riley Bray. Oh, boys. Big, big, hairy, big, 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 <laughs> big bye bye summer, buddy. Big bye bye summer. Big hairy summer's over. That's it. Yeah. It's ended. And How now, was your big hairy summer? Are Michael? you relieved? No more researching Bigfoot yeah. for a yeah. while. Are you taking a just for Bigfoot a, I hiatus. Mean, yeah, I have the high strangeness <laughs> off for this episode. It's Bryce's turn. It's first time in a while. It's kind of nice. Yeah. So uh, we'll see what happens. But uh, yeah, I'm kind of sad to say goodbye to Bigfoot for a little while. It was fun celebrating his 65th birthday. Yeah. Um, thanks to everybody who came out to our live show at Two Bit Circus Seriously. in yes. Los Angeles. That was a fucking blast. Uh, yes. We had so much fun. I scared away some youths after singing Dogman USA. <laughs> so I'm hoping that was we'll, so we'll bring him in in a up second. There shaking a tail feather, you know. I, I'm hoping that it was alluring uh, and disturbing. All yeah, I'm hoping like, that our much. guests. Nope. <laughs> I'm hoping our guests this week will help bring back some of the cred with uh, America's will. youth. We'll find out. But um, <laughs> you need that Gen Z street cred yeah, back yeah, yeah, desperately. Yeah. But uh, now we're in this weird liminal space before the summoning of the spooky season. Uh, but I just wanted to let everyone remind everybody that our annual October theme, Terrifying Tales from Zombie Bigfoot's Cryptic Crypt, is just around the yes. corner. Mm-hmm. We have some fun stuff planned. You don't want to miss everything we got going on here and over on our Patreon, BCC, the other side. So be sure to join us over there uh, yeah. at patreon.com slash Bigfoot. I'm sure like shit's going to get our- real. Club Scout listeners, October has got to be one yeah. of the best months of yeah. the year. This is our time. This is our time. We've been training time to shine. Down here, yeah, down exactly. here, this is our time. Down up yeah. there, it's their time. But down here, it's our time. <laughs> this is our time. Let's get to those amazing guests uh, from Lawrence, Kansas, a town close to my heart. Their new album, How to Hold the Grudge, just dropped from the musical group, The Whips. Please give a warm Club Scout salute to Max Indeveri and Quinn Cosgrove. How are you, Woo. boys? Pleasure to be here. Wow, what an intro. Just living the dream. Yeah, Max. I mean, we're we're obviously sad the Dog Man days are over, but we're ready to ready hey, to get into the fall. Dogman Days of Summer all wrapped up, and now it's time to get your school books out and bring an apple for teacher because it's September and school's back in session. All right, that's what we're doing. We're we're attending college. (laughs) Are you guys still in? Are you you? in college, or are you in the? Are you in the college of life? Of rock and roll. I'd like to think both. If I'm being completely honest with you, you know what? I'd like to think both. Hey, since so, we got both of you guys, why don't you introduce yourself so we, uh, so our yes, listeners know call. who's who? Yeah, yeah. Would that be helpful for the audio format thing? Yeah. Would that be? Would it be helpful for them mm-hmm. to be able to attach our voice? Yeah, absolutely. Mm-hmm. I'm I'm Max. Uh, I play guitar in the band. Hello, my name is Quinn, the golden retriever of bass, or so. <laughs> I have been yes. told Cosgrove the last name. And I play bass. There it is. Awesome. But he does. Wow. Max and Quinn. So tell everybody real quick. And you know what? I thought maybe we'll even throw everybody <laughs> a sample of the whips at the end of this episode. So think about what maybe Ooh. song you would like to play on the outro. All right. We'll throw it in. That'd whatever. Great. Whatever song everybody, we do. For everybody who doesn't know about the whips, tell us a little bit about yourselves, what kind of music you play, and a little bit about the album. Well, um, we're we're one of the few funk bands in Kansas, which is cool. Um, essentially, like a couple of years ago, we all got really dorky about the band Wolfpack and then the pandemic hit. And yeah. so we gathered in a basement together uh, to make some funk music. Awesome. And that was cool. And then we made a TikTok uh, doing the, uh, the Fortnite parody of that Kanye West song. And then that got like four million hits. So what? Whoa. Whoa. Y'all are yeah. TikTok famous? 
goes to show you that sometimes you put like six months of work into a thing and a few people see it and then you put 17 seconds of work into a thing and the whole damn world sees it and and, and sometimes you put six years worth of work into something and you're just really hoping people find it and uh that's where we are today and the beloved niche core audience supports yeah. you along on your journey <laughs> <laughs> I love it. That's the album's oh, wow. great. I highly recommend people check it out. Uh, yep. How to Hold a Grudge by from the Whips, and and we'll get a little taste of it later in the show. But Max Quinn, we have a question that we ask all of our guests who come on to the show. What is your personal paranormal history? Have you ever experienced anything that you can't explain? Have you ever seen a weird light in the sky? Uh, did you grow up believing in the paranormal? Let's let's talk about it. This is a safe space to sh to share these stories. Do you want to share it or should I? I mean, oh, it sounds I like think you got something. I we got one locked and loaded. Oh, we great. all right, fire we came away. prepared. We didn't we didn't come unprepared to BCC. <laughs> Great. Except for our microphone equipment and everything else about it. <laughs> <laughs> Dude, as long as you brought a ghost story, you're good. Yeah, I, see, I see a water heater. I see a, a, a staircase with like a kind of a two by four uh, handrail. Yeah, this is we're clearly just a... inhaling asbestos. And if right there now. is anywhere in this house, in this band house, that, that might induce some spook, it's this room. The basement. That it's makes sense. The band basement. But this, this is, is not a guys... band house. Guys, but this is a quintessential band basement. Is that is that correct? Yes. Yes. This is. Is this where you guys rehearse? Is this like the quintessential? The Sorry, it's our new house. We actually just moved in together. Yeah. Um, band house. Oh, band house. We live together. It's crazy. Think of all the memories you guys are, right. are going to make. Think of all the wonderful <laughs> memories. Uh, Do you get yes. any vibe when you guys moved in? Did you get any spooky vibes? Because sometimes you know you walk into a house, you're like, this place is definitely haunted. Well, this basement was filthy like so badly dirty and miles our drummer and i took like a day and a half to clean it all out and it wasn't spooky but it was sure dusty we okay. saved like <laughs> it was yeah. cool yeah. Um, all right but yeah as far as all the college houses i've ever lived in i'd say this is one of the least haunted so okay <laughs> not for us Haunted by ghosts or terrible decisions they're just like fucking landlords <laughs> right like <laughs> landlord. we yeah. got we we went on a house tour with this landlord and at the end of it, she looked us dead in the face and she's like, you guys know, like the bottom floor is not on the lease. Right. And we were like, what? <laughs> like, no, like you can use it. Like, I'm not sure you're understanding me. You can use it, but it's a privilege, not a but right. But if I wanted to take okay. it away from you at any moment, we, I could is what cool she was vibe. saying. That's <laughs> funny. What a weird. And I'm sure setup. that's where the refrigerator was too. Holy <laughs> <laughs> like shit. Oh, that's awesome. Ghost story. We were going <laughs> to tell yeah. you a ghost story. Yes, we yeah. Let's hear it. Let's, what do you got? Let's hear so, it. So part of being a band, particularly one that's just starting out touring, is uh, sometimes you just have to make ungodly drives. Um, And we lucked out. We landed this five-day route playing with this other band uh, from Austin, me and Adam. And the show, the route of shows started in Minneapolis. So we had to drive um, from KC to Minneapolis. Uh, we had a bunch of vehicle trouble at first, so we ended up having to drive essentially through the night all the way up to Minneapolis, um, mm -hmm. like 10 hours straight, just talking like the wee hours of the morning, doing shifts, whatever. Um, we're driving. We get up to right around rural Illinois, um, at which point we need to stop for gas. And so um, our piano player... Is like, hey Max, he's driving. He's like, hey Max, find me a place to stop for gas. So I go on GPS like you do. Um, I find us a quick stop um, right off the road, and I'm like, this this place is like right off the road is perfect. We're almost out of gas. We're like on the empty tank, you know, where the lights turned on. So we're like desperate, uh -huh. Uh -huh. and it's just rural Illinois, and there's like no nothing for miles, and yeah. so um, we get off at this exit. And we're driving, and it's taking us a little bit longer to get to this gas station uh, than we think. Like it's, it's like it's about five miles off there. And oh, whenever no. we're in like dark, scary places, our keyboard player likes to fuck with us and like start creeping <laughs> us out. And we're in like this is like there are no streetlights out yeah. here. Like it mm -hmm. is the only thing out here is our car and maybe That's like how we like it. 
Yeah, exactly. Yeah. <laughs> so we're we're driving down this road looking for this um, gas station, and I I believe we see a sign that the the dead end sign. Well, yeah, we're looking for this gas station, and it becomes oh, no. increasingly apparent like there's nobody in the sound, and we make it to where GP the GPS says the gas station is. Um, keep in mind this whole entire time our keyboard player is like being like. Wouldn't it be like so creepy like if the car broke down right now and like Ugh. there was like a cult out here like stopping and like attacking us and stuff? Um, and I was like, dude, stop because I'm an anxious dude. I don't like that. Oh, um, I was like, you're creeping me the fuck out. He's like, he's no what longer if... in the band now. <laughs> he's like, he's like, what if, what if like there was though the car broke down and then a bunch of lights started flashing and like there was a whole group surrounding us? Anyway, we're tweaking out. We're we finally get he's like yelling at me. He's like, Why is it taking so long to this get to this gas station? We finally you get there. You know, this there. is like the beginning of a horror movie. This is how yeah. all like yeah. yeah. sure. starts. Classic setup. Yeah. <laughs> and we so we finally get to the gas station and there's no gas station, but there is a dead end sign. And then Coop keeps saying stuff, but the stuff he's saying starts to be like real. He's like, why is there a skeleton? And then we look to the right, and there's a skeleton fucking yard sign. It's like a skeleton hanging from a dude's yard sign. Keep in mind, it's the middle of May, not Halloween. Why is it here? <laughs> yeah, and this GPS took us to this dude's house. To this dude's And not to a gas station, this guy's house. And it's four in the morning, and this creepy fucking ghastly old man starts crawling towards us and no. waving at us. We're like, fuck! Fuck! Run him over! Run him over! And scoot out of there and never went back. Yeah, it was terrifying. But we looked, we were pulled, and we look over, pulled over at this guy's house, and I did. He's just, he's right, he's like full on coming at us. It is so nuts. We're like, there's a few things. Why was bro out in the middle of his lawn at four in the morning? Um, why does he have skeletons hanging in his lawn Dude. when it's not Halloween? And I don't want—I don't want to hear the excuse yeah. that he saw us out there and then came out because it was he almost was immediate. He like was we there. pulled yeah. up, we and looked over, and this guy was coming at us <laughs> and pulled away. Yeah, that's that Leatherface's maybe... dad. Right. Yeah. Leatherface's dad. That's did that's this guy put on Google Maps that his house is a gas station to lure <laughs> oh, in touring bands? That could have been hell Low yeah, Jazz victim. I had never yeah. even thought about it like that. That's uh, cool. uh. Well, and this is before we were traveling in like a van or anything, so we were able to make a quick U-turn. But if we had a van or a trailer on us, we would have been screwed. Yeah, that would have been bad. What? Yeah. So did he like? Could you see him in the rearview mirror, like in the red taillights, <laughs> like screaming at you guys? <laughs> I, I, I didn't. I was too busy freaking out and panicking. Cause we, I mean, we, it was so, it was so quick. I mean, he was coming at I us. do like, I do like at the core of this story is just, you guys drove out into the middle of nowhere, saw an old man and then drove <laughs> got away. scared and that's went back basically, to the That's <laughs> basically <laughs> what this story boils down to. He was a really scary old man though. He was yeah. And a skeleton. Yeah. I think the moral of the story is maybe really that we're just scared of aging. Of life, and maybe yeah. we're, yeah. I mean, like, I think that's something we need to grapple. I think there's an unwritten rule in, in homeowner's manual that you're not supposed to be out in front of your house at 4 a.m. That's kind of a standard. So, I think these, you know, it's a, it's a little odd. Somebody needs to call the HOA in that area and get that guy out of there. <laughs> Yeah, that's pretty weird. I mean, def I definitely had the same thought, Riley. Like, what if this person, like, put on Google Maps that they were a gas... Or maybe they were, like, mm -hmm. an old school... Maybe he had, like, a pump, you know? Like, you'd have to, like, <laughs> oh, yeah. go behind his house. It's, it's back here! It's back here! I have gas! I have gas! <laughs> I think you guys got real yeah. lucky that Keep night. Keep your gas, old man! <laughs> I think you got real yeah. lucky. Yeah. yeah. We could have died, and then... Then I wouldn't have gotten to ask you all my questions I have for you about the Hills Have Eyes too. So, oh well, fire! Oh, you know what? Fire away! Yeah. Let's, Let's go. get into a segment we like to call the Hills Have Eyes too. Ask yeah. me anything. No. You've unlocked well, a secret <laughs> segment in this show that no one has ever unlocked. Oh my god! It's Wait, called. Seriously? That's incredible. Yeah, it's called. Let's talk Hills. Hills Have Eyes too. Go. Is there? Yeah. The H H E two. Yeah. H -H -E? Yes. 
Yeah. Is that what is that what they call that the rap party? Or? Ask me anything. That's what we're calling it tonight. That's what it's called. Yeah. That's what's up. Well, let's I do it. What was your experience like getting into that? I mean, like, <laughs> I mean, what? I know that's probably a question. I love it. Yeah, this is like the EPK (laughs) for. Yeah. How do you balance work and family? Well, you know, it it helps that I don't have a family yet. So that helps. That's so awesome. reading scripts and stuff i mean yeah. like you just uh, it's wild well there used to be a time in hollywood where young actors could just audition and then they could get into stuff and then uh think things are getting increasingly harder to do that i feel but uh i was a big horror movie fan you know so i was like super excited to to get in there and do that and it was a blast and we shot in the middle of uh the desert out in um morocco not even new mexico so it was pretty pretty horrible but are you guys are you guys like big horror fans did you grow up oh, yeah. in, in oh, this yeah. stuff We're definitely top. as far as like movie genres go you know definitely top five like, one of the first one of the <laughs> one of the first like movies that ever made me feel things was poltergeist when i was oh, a very yeah. young man i couldn't i couldn't finish Classic. that when i was no. like when the tree became like real and started hitting the glass, I was fucked. I was done. I could not. You, was that before or after the clown is hiding under his bed? The clown doll, because that that's the one that really freaked me out. Oh, I think that might have been. Uh, before. Yeah. Or I think that's like the first freaky thing that happens in that movie, and I was just out. I was done. This episode is brought to you by Rocket Money. I've been using Rocket Money for a few months now, and you know what? I love it. Not only does it help me track and cancel my unwanted subscriptions, of which I have had a few. Thank you, streamers. It also gives me an overview of my total finances each month, so I know how I'm spending my money, and it even has reminders about which bills are deducted from my account on which days, and which is honestly uh, one of my favorite features. Oh, yeah. Look, you guys, is your subscriptions draining your wallet? The average person has around 12 paid subscriptions. We're living in the time of monthlies. Let's get rid of some of those. And they might not even remember subscribing to half of them. There's subscriptions for everything these days, from streaming services to fitness programs and AI generation apps. And sometimes (laughs) it feels impossible to keep tabs on what you're paying for every month. Yeah, listen to this. Did you know? that over 80% of people have subscriptions that they've forgotten about? I mean, seriously, think about how many free trials you subscribe to that you've probably never canceled. That's why Rocket Money rules. They're the rocket, okay? They're the rocket flying up into the sky, and they're shooting down the flying saucer subscriptions that are invading all of our lives. You know what I mean? I do know what you mean. And maybe you don't have to, like, do what I do, which is, like, set calendar reminders for the cancel those free trials. Like, And I do them, like, all-day calendar set, and then I'll do, like, two days or three days before... So my entire calendar is filled with cancel that free subscription. Cluttered, cancel that free subscription. Calendar. Yeah. Have, have either of you guys recently discovered a sub that you were paying for that you forgot about? I mean, yeah, I was uh, recently doing my finances like a caveman in an Excel spreadsheet. And I realized that I've been paying for the podcast Dropbox for the last three years and didn't even notice. <laughs> so glad we caught that. And Michael did convince me. He's like, you need to sign up for Rocket Money. And I was like, well, okay, true. fine. There you, you know. I- I'm not kidding. I do use it, and I love it. So stop wasting money on things you don't use. Cancel your unwanted subscriptions and manage your money the easy way by going to rocketmoney.com bcc. That's rocketmoney.com bcc. Again, rocketmoney.com bcc. Did you guys grow up like were you believers in ghosts do you believe in ufos have you ever given much thought to bigfoot like where do you guys kind of stand with this stuff i love it i mean like i had um a pr- i have a good ghost experience from when i was a kid well, let's hear oh, it let's get into that oh yeah. yeah okay okay um so when i was young, this is crazy so when i was younger um i was playing soccer I know this is riveting so far, and I, I was playing soccer, and I. We've gotten much longer, longer winded setups involving like <laughs> yeah, good. highways and so scenery. I was born so. as a small child. <laughs> yeah, exactly. You could start there. Um, so I was, I was, you know, I was playing soccer, and I was about like, I was, I was a defender, so usually I don't get to come up 
higher in the field a lot. So I was, I had the ball and I had taken off a little bit for some reason. And I was about halfway up the field and I see a teammate a little further up and I, I make a decision. I'm like, okay, this is my moment. I, I'm going to make it the assist of a lifetime. I vomit to him. He gets it and he turns around and he scores. I'm like, hell yeah, this is amazing. And I turn around and my coach is, is looking at me and he's like, what, what, why did you do that? What, what, what just happened? And I turned around and I had just like kicked it into like the goalie and he had just grabbed it. I had like super, and I, I looked around and no one was out over there. Absolutely no one. Whoa. And I, I, I know that I had kicked it to somebody and he turned around and I didn't, I thought it was like my, one of the other guys on the team named Ian, but it was, Quinn, it was not. We've a gotten a lot the of stuff there, on, buddy. Yeah, we've heard a lot of stuff on this show, but Phantom. This is the first time we've heard of a Phantom soccer player. This is pretty. Yeah, wild. I know that was that was pretty crazy. I, that's I think the, I can't think of any other time where I've really been like, holy shit, what did I just see? But that it I wasn't can, even like yeah. you kicked it at a person and the ball like went through them, or suddenly you realized you weren't there. You saw the play play out, right? You saw them kick. I was so positive that he had gotten that ball and turned around and scored a goal, and I was like, hmm. "That's it. This I'm. That's that is the play of the year. I'm. I'm retired. This is the best soccer player." Wow. You know, Do you think maybe you, you hop dimensions, perhaps? Like you suddenly fell into a parallel okay. dimension where you had yeah, it's like an yeah. alternate timeline. Oh shit! I don't know. I, I have never like, I've never been able to explain it. I was like, I think, twelve when this happened. So I was definitely. Hmm, okay. I wasn't like so not know, like a child. Yeah, no, it's like you were no, like I aware. I would have loved. I would have loved you. Like, well, I was five, and this was, yeah, was like a ghost <laughs> child. Yeah, I was like, what are we doing? No, yeah, I was. Okay. I was old enough to comprehend this. And I even yeah. remember at the time being like, this is super weird and I don't, I don't understand it. Um, oh. oh, oh my God. I cannot believe that I just, I have another really good. Story. This is what happens on this show. People, I can't. You, now that you I'm get talking, going and you start un- unlocking rolling, them. I'm a dirty liar. Yeah. We're, unlo- we're unlocking mm-hmm. memories now. I'm a dirty liar now. and I said I didn't have another ghost story, but I do. I knew it. Yeah. I know. Let's hear so, it, Quinn. I was uh, th- I was a little bit older for this one. I was probably I was seventeen. I'm, I'm 21 now, and I'm 17 when this happened. And so I was I was coming home. It was it was kind of late. I forget what I was doing, but um, for a long time growing up, I had uh this neighbor, and he had a dog named Molly. Uh, and she oh my god, this dog was the sweetest dog. It was this big old chubby brown lab that I just loved. She Aww. I she yeah, she was around like pretty much my whole entire childhood. And um, around the time when the guys started getting a little too old to like come out and really walk her a ton, I stopped seeing Molly out. And we had heard through the grapevine of like, uh, I think the, her, his daughter who was like taking care of the house, um, that Molly had died. We had missed it a couple months ago. She grubbed. Um, and I was super bummed. And again, that came from the person that lived there. So that, I don't know that would, it would be a weird thing to lie about. Um, right. So I'm coming home late at night and I get out of the car and I'm walking up to my house. I look over and who do I see in the neighbor's yard, but this fucking dog, Molly. And she is just no sitting there staring at me. And I, this was nuts. And I, I went over and I was like, Oh, Molly. And I, I was, I probably, I think I started crying a little bit. That was a, that was, was hard for me because I, I loved that dog, and for I was so bummed that I I had just like not seen it, and uh, I was I was petting it, and I was loving on it, and I heard from like the other, like the backyard, I heard Molly come 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 on, like come back or something, and she walked away, and I never saw the dog again. Your your ghosts seem to be like manifestations of what you wish your life was. <laughs> maybe. <laughs> yeah. maybe. Petting maybe. a dog and assisting the epic goal. Maybe that's what ghosts are, bitch. You know, you never know. Who knows, man? Yeah. Well, that, that's super weird. That's, a, yeah, I, that's, that's wild. I, know, I, don't, I'd like, I don't associate that one as much with like the soccer one because that one is such like a good memory and the soccer one is like a weird, I can't explain it, but I... Yeah. I 
look back on the dog one very fondly. But they're and I'm both kind of similar. Weird, can't explain it. Moment, something oh, that yeah. you think is there that maybe shouldn't be there. It's strange. I think Quinn is yeah, dimension hopping. Like right. I, 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 I will say it is totally possible that our neighbors are just dirty liars and for some reason lied to me about this dog being dead. But That's that just be, a fun lie that, that they told you. They're like, yeah, the fucking dog's dead. To lie to a child. Kid. About yeah. This dog that he grew up. The world is terrible. Get used to it. Yeah, totally. <laughs> <laughs> Max, what about you, Max? Yeah, yeah, do you have any ghost stories or You're seen anything you can't explain I mean, other than the old man in the cornfield? No, I mean, the old man in the cornfield. Just trying to help you guys get some <laughs> gas. Out in his yeah. back pump. Oh, Poor he was old just man. trying Jeez. to help. <laughs> you know, you can't. Yeah. It's been here. It's been here. Skeleton no, don't in. go. No. I thought that skeleton. I thought the kids would like it. No one wants to work <laughs> It's fun. <laughs> um, no, but we did vote. We did visit the Dr. Pepper Museum oh. this year on yeah. tour. Mm. Um, Down in Texas, I nice. assume. Which I love yes. And I was yeah. wondering if you folk had any idea why, because I didn't. We're gonna look into it Never now. Never heard that one, but yeah, Haunted. check it out. It's all those flavors. Yeah. Too many flavors. You're bound to get some some bad bad juju in there. I, 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 I hate to bring up like in the old part of the conversation, bring it back a little bit. But uh, we were talking about poltergeist earlier, <laughs> and do, do any of you guys yeah. know the weird stuff surrounding the lead actress of Poltergeist? Oh yeah, we did a. We did an episode, oh, yeah. was it here? I think it was here on the regular feed about cursed movies, Bryce. It was. Where we talked yeah. about cursed yeah. movies. Yeah, we talked about, yeah, Poltergeist. The Exorcist. And, uh, there was three or four. Yeah. The Exorcist, wow. that's I mean, right. And then there was another. There's about three or four movies that are quote unquote cursed. And they have the most crazy stories about their cast members. Bad things happening. Uh, having yeah. these or, untimely yeah. Yeah deaths and bad things happening it's Didn't very that strange happened to rosemary's baby too am i crazy for thinking that yeah no that's right yeah we'll have to we'll have to look that up i'll we'll have to a, i'll we'll have to search what, uh, what episode that one was Museum. that's a good one all right yeah boys. i hate it i have to take it away but sorry no 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 that's great we're gonna go down uh, a list of phenomena rapid fire style okay if you're open to it you're going to say, believe it, right? You got to mm. decide one way or another. If you're not open to it, you're going to say bullshit. There's no in-between. You have to pick one. We can always circle back and unpack one of these phenomenon, uh, phenomena if you if you uh, feel like it. we need to revisit it. This okay. is a game that we... It's a paranormal, paranormal gun check. check. I, yeah. this is, I, I will say I've seen the show before, and I was really hoping that we were going to play this game, and so I'm really excited. There right, it is. You, go. you just need to make true. up for You're not knowing about the curse movie. It's <laughs> <laughs> a lot of episodes. It's okay. Classic game we call Bullshit or Believe It. All right, the whips. On your mark. Get set. Ghosts. Believe it. Oh wait, that oh, was open. I thought it, that yeah. was the intro. I tricked you. I tricked you. You gotta be. You gotta no, be on your toes. <laughs> you gotta be ready. <laughs> you missed it. I'm on it. Believe it. I'm, Next. I'm, I'm with it. Bigfoot. Believe. Believe it. UFOs. Believe. Believe it now. Mothman. Bullshit. Yeah, I'll. I'm gonna pull. But yeah, bullshit. Curses. Believe it. Believe it. A hundred percent. Believe it. Like a million. Yeah. Possessed dolls. Believe it. Yeah, bullshit. Believe that. No, bullshit. I believe that. Yeah, the Bermuda Triangle. <laughs> believe. believe it. Believe. Yes. Hollow Earth. There's a world Hollow within the world. Earth. Yeah, there's a world within oh. our world. Oh, bullshit. Bullshit. <laughs> Fuck. You have no sense of wonder. Believe it. <laughs> there are alien constructs on the moon. Believe. Mm -hmm. Bullshit. Psychic visions. Believe. Bullshit. Dreams are really other realities, and when you fall asleep, you visit them. Oh, believe bullshit. it. I'm saying oh, bullshit. You asshole. Time <laughs> travel. <laughs> believe. Bullshit. Bending spoons with your mind. Bullshit. Bullshit. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, oh, I almost had them. Entities from these. other dimensions visit our world. Believe, believe it. Yeah, yeah. 
pets see spirits? Uh, it, believe in the same way humans do. <laughs> like, there's no reason cats don't have those experiences. Sorry, I'm, I'm no. Okay, rules. no, yeah, I agreed. Seconded. Hey, believe it. Have an independent. There it is. <laughs> Tarot cards. Bullshit. Yeah, bullshit. The Loch Ness monster. Believe. Mm. Bullshit. The government is hiding the truth about Roswell. About what? Roswell, New Believe Mexico, alien crash. It. Believe Na- it. 1947, Max. Pick up a book much? <laughs> Believe <laughs> what you, it. What, what are you studying no, there in college, Max? Yeah, they don't teach you kids about Roswell in that fancy oh, school. To avoid reading no one said we need to read to come on the pod. <laughs> Bullshit. No, we are living good. in a simulation. Brief. Bullshit. Mm. You, Max, and you, Quinn, could outsmart a werewolf. <laughs> Bullshit. Uh, believe. Bullshit. I don't think no. you're that smart. You're absolutely- uh, I'd watch that. Planet, Earth, Planet Earth is a sentient macroorganism. Believe. Uh, Bullshit. Believe it. Believe the it. Universe, yeah. The universe is looking out for you. Believe. Yeah, believe it. Yeah. Finally, in our original timeline, the famous Bear family's last name was spelled Berenstein, not <laughs> Berenstain. Um, I know believe. for the fact that I heard you ask, I think I've heard you ask this question before, uh, and it's the, it's the Bernstein. Okay, great. Well done. Well done, boys. You guys are both very big nice. into curses. Done. You are a hard believe in curses. Why do you believe in curses so much? Uh, I... I don't know. I just think that like stuff. I think car. I think I believe in karma, and I think okay. karma is just like a form of a curse. I'm gonna be okay. so real. I said yes to that one because I feel like not believing in it might make me more akin to being cursed. Okay, oh, great. Hedging <laughs> right. your bets. Fair smart. Max and I think smart. Cover your bases. That's smart. Well, Good. it sounds like you Good. guys have a lot to discuss in the tour van. Uh, <laughs> there's a lot of uh, contrasting opinions oh, there. Oh, yeah, Bullshit or believe it? Believe. Great tour van game, by the way. Hot little tip for you guys in those late night drives through Minnesota. This episode is brought to you by DraftKings. Football is back in full swing with another week of epic games. Was I a little disappointed with my Kansas City Chiefs receiving during week one? <laughs> yes, I was. Am I hopeful yes. that my boys will keep uh, keep going and ultimately become champions? I sure am hopeful. But listen, DraftKings has got you covered on the action for every single one of the games this NFL season. DraftKings Sportsbook, an official sports betting partner of the NFL. That's what I'm talking about. And new customers can bet $5 on football and get $200 instantly in bonus bets. Woo! Yes, nobody's missing out on the action this season. All DraftKings customers can take advantage of two new offers every game this September. Get in on the NFL Week 2 action with DraftKings Sportsbook. Download the app now and use code BCC to sign up. New customers can bet just $5 and take home $200 instantly in bonus bets. Only on DraftKings Sportsbook with code BCC. The crown is yours. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER or visit www.1800gambler.net. In New York, call 877-8-HOPE-NY. Or text Hope NY four six seven three six nine. In Connecticut, help is available for problem gambling. Call eight 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 seven eight nine seven 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 seven, or visit ccpg.org. Please play responsibly. On behalf of Boot Hill Casino and Resort, Kansas, twenty one plus age varies by jurisdiction. Void in Ontario. See sportsbook.draftkings.com/slash/football/terms for eligibility terms and responsible gaming resources. Bonus bets expire seven days after issuance. Eligibility and deposit restrictions apply.
Okay, everybody, it is time for this week's story of high strangeness. As I mentioned earlier in the episode, I'm ha- it's story time, Max and Quinn. We're taking you to school. It's time to learn something. Uh, as I mentioned earlier in the episode, it's Bryce's turn this episode, so I'm going to sit back. I might show up for some voices. Bryce, take it away. Great. Well, as you boys know, we're hot off the heels of Big Harry Summer, and I, for one, thought a high strangeness palate cleanser might be in order. I was maybe going to do a story about crop circles, Carl Jung, and the reemergence of the divine feminine, but then I was like, you know what? No, these boys are from Kansas. They don't. They don't want to hear about crop circles. They live with crop circles every day. Do you guys? Do you guys get a lot of crop circles? Every single day, we're in Kansas, baby. That's right. Okay, good. Good. All right. Good. Knew it. <clears throat> Excellent. And then, and then I was like, you know, maybe something hardcore would do the trick for these guys. So I thought about the Codex Gigas, otherwise known as the Devil's Bible. But then I was like, I, I don't want everyone to associate the whips with Satan. That, that, that'd, that'd be yeah. bad. True. But it, and then it came to me. It came to me. What if I told you there was a one-of-a-kind 15th century manuscript made from at least 14 full cowskins? A manuscript that contains a strange, possibly alien language, or maybe even a code. A code that no one has been able to decipher. A manuscript that contains hand-drawn illustrations of weird plants, astronomical charts, and strange illustrations of naked women bathing in green goo. And what if I told you that this perplexing and mysterious tome has been rumored to have a connection to the great John Dee himself, Queen Elizabeth's most trusted advisor and mage. Gentlemen, do you know of which ancient manuscript I speak of? No, I want to very badly now. I speak of the Voynich Manuscript. (laughs) That's right. That's right. The Voynich Manuscript is undoubtedly one of the most mysterious and enigmatic books in the world. This centuries-old manuscript has perplexed even the most stubborn researchers, scholars, and cryptographers for generations. Its unique combination of unknown script, intricate illustrations, and undecipherable content has earned it the title of The World's Most Mysterious Book. The perfect subject of high strangeness for a cool-ass funk band like The Whips. The Voynich Manuscript's mysterious nature lies in its baffling origin unknown authorship and the fact that its text has yet to be deciphered despite countless attempts making it one of the only books in history to have never been read before sweet the manuscript's elaborate illustrations depict undefiable plants strange astronomical diagrams and inexplicable scenes involving human figures there's also a depiction of a dragon although i gotta admit he's kind of he's kind of a cute dragon and there's also uh, a depiction of a castle, which is kind of metal. Now, listeners, feel free to check out our Instagram page, which will have a picture, picture of a I castle. I feel like you just walked in <laughs> yeah. here and yeah. you put your baseball cap on backwards and you flipped the chair you flipped around. The chair. And you're, <laughs> yeah. you're going to tell all yeah. of us to stay off drugs pretty soon. Yeah, this, was yeah, a little, right. yeah, this, this one might be a little unhinged. That's okay. I'm cool with unhinged. I feel like you're an undercover cop. Oh no. Okay. Well, uh, I don't know how to respond to that. It's actual script, however, remains undeciphered with no known language or alphabet matching its characters. It has been given its own name, Voynichese. So what is a Voynich and how did this strange book get its name? Well, a man named Wilfred Voynich, a rare book dealer, acquired the manuscript in 1912. Voynich came across the manuscript when he purchased it from a Jesuit college in Italy. Fascinated by the mysterious nature of the text and illustrations, Voynich worked to decipher its meaning but ultimately could not crack the code. It was Voynich who recognized the manuscript's historical and artistic significance, and he was the one who brought it to the attention of scholarly and collector circles. And as a result, you know, they named the manuscript after him as a tribute to his efforts. However, the manuscript's true origins and purpose remain a subject of speculation, making it one of history's most enigmatic artifacts. No one really knows for sure where it came from or who created it, although there are rumors. Before the book made its way to the Jesuit college, it was believed to have been owned by Emperor Rudolf II of the Holy Roman Empire during the late 16th century. Rudolf II was known for his passion for art, alchemy, and esoteric knowledge. 
which led him to amass an extensive collection of rare and mysterious items. Like a fuzzy little creature that hates the light, transforms into a goblin if it eats after midnight, and multiplies when wet. No wonder. <laughs> just check it. That's a, that's a mogwai. Everybody knows. You're just checking it. Yeah. Everybody knows that's a mogwai. Yeah. I was oh, just like, you just throwing a mogwai in there. All right. Okay. So it's no wonder <laughs> the Voynich Manuscript was part of his collection. But how did it get there? And just who did Emperor Rudolph pay the 600 ducats required to purchase it? Before we answer that, let's go over some proposed theories as to just what in the hell the Voynich Manuscript could possibly be. Some notable theories include that it's a cipher or code, a prevailing theory that this manuscript contains a hidden code or cipher begging to be unlocked so that it can reveal its true content. Some of the best cryptographic minds have tried and failed to decipher it, including master codebreaker William Friedman, a pioneer of the field of cryptography, who helped the US and her allied forces break Nazi codes in World War II. Hell Some yeah. people say it's a herbal encyclopedia with a compendium of botanical knowledge presenting various plants and their medicinal uses. The problem is, though, the plants depicted in this manuscript, they don't fucking look like any kind of plants we know of. Some people say it's an alchemical manuscript, you know, uh, with symbols and secrets related to medieval alchemy and the quest for turning base metals into gold or achieving spiritual enlightenment. You know, and then you got other theories. There's the ancient language or lost culture theory, historical manuscript, otherworldly origins theory. Michael, you'll like this one. It's a more speculative theory proposes that the manuscript's content might have extraterrestrial or even interdimensional origins and might contain some type of otherworldly knowledge beyond human understanding. But this next one might just be my favorite, that it is a medical or women's health manual. That's right, given the manuscript's focus on botanical illustrations and the presence of female figures, some theorists suggest that it could be a medical manual or a guide to women's health and well-being. A history researcher and television writer by the name of Nicholas Gibbs says that it's mostly just a plagiarized guide to women's health. With a background by men in... who'd never seen a naked woman. <laughs> With a background in Latin and medieval texts, he was able to hypothesize on its meaning. The pictures of plants referred to herbal medicines and all the images of bathing women pretty much tell me that it's just one big gynecological manual. No, seriously, don't laugh. Baths were often prescribed as medicine and the Romans were obsessed with the idea that a nice dip could cure all ills. Zodiac maps were included because ancient and medieval doctors believed that certain cues would work better under specific astrological signs. And I think I meant cures, not cues. And all those naked ladies holding the donuts, those are magnets. Even back then, people believed in the strange healing powers of magnets. So, like I said, all my chips are in the gynecological manual, probably made for one specific lady, too, no less. Yes, and of course, some say it might be just a hoax created to deceive or puzzle readers. But come on, really, who's going to waste 14 good whole calfskins and spend up tillion hours on an elaborate prank? Don't answer that. I put forward that it's not just some ornate hoax, but in fact has a much more mercurial background, dare I even say, mm, magical, with a K. Earlier before I mentioned that Rudolph II, the great bohemian emperor, had paid a great deal of money for it, but from whom did he purchase it from? Some have hinted at the very illustrious and the very mysterious and perhaps the very strapped for cash, Dr. Very John so. D. Queen Elizabeth's confidant and most trusted advisor. To understand the Voynich Manuscript, one must understand John Dee himself, a polymath of gargantuan proportion. Dee was an English alchemist, mathematician, astronomer, geographer, astrologer, philosopher, and magician, with a K. A rare unicorn of a man indeed. From his journals, we know that he only slept four hours a day and studied laboriously for the remaining 18. Are you boys putting in that kind of time? <laughs> I'd like to think so. Yes. I'd, I'd, All right. All right. Very good. Sounds Very about good. right. Very good. He was also the court astrologer to both Queen Mary I and Queen Elizabeth I, who trusted Deed so much that she had had him give her an astrological reading to determine the date of her coronation. Dee was apparently so powerful 
that according to legend, he even conjured a windstorm that resulted in the defeat of the invading Spanish Armada. He is to Queen Elizabeth what Merlin was to Arthur. Only he was real! To learn more about John, Dr. John D., check out BCC episode number 74, The Enochian Magic of John D. with Donalyn Champlain. And, gentlemen, when it came to rare and important books, D. was the book boy fuck king. His personal <laughs> library was so Is that vast. An official term? Yes, that's an official term. It was so vast, his library. Uh, that even the University of Cambridge and Oxford paled in comparison at that time. Everyone wanted to peruse Dee's sweet-ass book collection. People like Francis Bacon, who wrote the entire works of Shakespeare, according to Baconians, and explorer and poet Sir Walter Raleigh, who could often be seen combing Dee's shelves. Even Queen Elizabeth herself spent time there. Johnny, old boy, do you happen to have any good books on the late 14th century French eroticism? I'm asking for a friend. So, of course it makes sense that a guy like Dee probably owned the Voynich manuscript at some point. But the question remains, did he get the book from someone else? Or did John Dee have something to do with the creation of it? After all, this wouldn't be the first time that Dee created a language out of thin air. Dee, along with his mischievous partner in crime and bad boy psychic scryer Edward Kelly, were responsible for bringing forth the Enochian system of magical language. That's right. John Dee claimed that he received the Enochian language, also known as Enochian Angelic, from angelic ent entities through a series of scrying sessions and communications with spirits. Dee believed that he was receiving this unique and divine language directly from angels who were imparting hidden knowledge and wisdom to him. Dee and Kelly meticulously recorded the symbols and words of the Enochian language during their spiritual communications, which they believed were messages from the celestial heavens. Basically, they got high as fuck and stared into Dee's black mirror and talked to ultra-terrestrials <laughs> for hours on end. But, and wife-swapped. And wife-swapped. Don't they, forget yeah, they well, wife-swapped. Yeah, the, angel, the angels yeah. did tell them to wife-swap, but again, you, we must listen <laughs> to the gods. Angels decree. Yes. You know, yeah. <laughs> but is at least... Y'all remember the they was on wife-swap? That show Also, like, I feel... I, I'm worried this is going to give you boys some yeah. ideas to, like, just stare into a mirror down in this basement late yeah. at night. I mean, you That's can try it, but That's a perfect mirror-staring basement. No, that'd be... I've we been have, writing this down. We, have <laughs> more <laughs> we will know Nokian by the end of this eve. Uh, yeah. But at least Dee and Kelly didn't waste the opportunity. Or as Terrence McKenna might say, if you're going to talk to the machine elves, don't forget to bring back the boon, man. The Enochian language turned out so complex and complete that it became a cornerstone communication medium for ritualistic secret societies such as Aleister Crowley's The Golden Dawn. Some theories suggest that Dee had nothing to do with the manuscript's creation, but that he may have encountered the strange text during his time as an advisor to Queen Elizabeth I. But no one really knows for sure. In 1999, a letter was discovered that identified the manuscript's next owner, a man by the name of George Beresh, an alchemist from Prague in the 17th century who spent nearly 20 years attempting to decipher the manuscript. Frustrated at trying to decode it, he reluctantly sent a few sample pages to the cryptanalytic celebrity of the day, a guy named Athanasius Kircher, who famously and incorrectly, as it turned out, claimed to have decoded the hieroglyphics of ancient Egypt. Uh, the manuscript, <laughs> yes. So I got one wrong. That's all right. <laughs> the manuscript intrigued Athanasius, and he tried to convince Beresh to part with it. Please, George. You couldn't reveal a hidden message if it jumped off the page and bit you on your hindsight. Turn the manuscript over to me, for God's sake, man, or I alone will tell you what it says. But Bresh wouldn't budge. Instead, it fell to Bresh's best friend, Marcy, who inherited the manuscript when Bresh died. But eventually, Marcy was like, I don't want this creepy book lying around, and decides to send it to Athanasius in the hopes that someone could finally decipher its meaning. In the letter accompanying the Voynich manuscript, Marcy describes his late friend's obsession with cracking the script. To its deciphering, he devoted unflagging toil, as is apparent from attempts of which I send you herewith, and he relinquished hope only with his life. 
But his toil was in vain, for such sphinxes as these obey no one but their master. Yeah. Having a stroke, Marcy? <laughs> Marcy, are you okay? Marcy, you all right? I'm just Shut taking up. a little nap. <laughs> As the pages of the Voynich Manuscript continue to defy amateur and expert cryptographers alike, one thing remains certain, that the true nature of the Voynich Manuscript may never be known, and its origins and message will forever remain shrouded in mystery. Unless, of course... AI has something to say about it. With the advances of AI, scientists are already interested in putting the Voynich manuscript through its cryptographic paces. But time really? is scientists you only yeah. to have scientists. You? Do you that's, mean in that sentence, are you scientists? Johnson yeah. Has yeah. Thought, what if we put AI to this test? That's it's a what good you idea. mean. Yeah. It's a great idea. <laughs> Get that chat GPT right on it. Now. In the meantime, perhaps you, dear listener, could be the one who helps break the code by intensely ruminating on its intricate illustrations of trippy plants, celestial bodies, and human figures that evoke a sense of wonder and fascination. Because the Voynich Manuscript is securely located in Yale's Beneke Rare Books and Manuscript Library, where the good people there have painstakingly logged and photographed every single page for your online viewing pleasure. A quick googs should get you there. The secrets of the Voynich Manuscript may forever remain concealed, but not to me. To me, the message is quite clear. Embrace the unknown and remind yourself that the journey to unraveling life's little mysteries is as captivating as turning the pages themselves. Mm. Mm, well done. Nice. nice button on wow. that. I like that. Out. What do you guys think about Very this weird nice. book you can't look at? You Holy can look at thanks to Yale. Can't, oh. Yeah, that was the the button on it. Is that we can go go check it out right now? They'll do the Great. work, Michael. Yeah, you guys will do um, it. Yeah, wait. right, right. Given You'll all look the, the manuscripts involved, I'm surprised one of the theories that ain't that just like the ancient <laughs> people were all horned up and looking at their rocks off. <laughs> oh, maybe that's a good point. What was if it's all like, just mm -hmm. tech stuff? Because yeah. people are creeps. It could have just been like a uh, like a ancient nudie mag. <laughs> oh, oh. My God. I it do could like be... this theory. The first I mean, that's a I pretty like, good theory. I like the idea too that it's like. I mean, it could just be some like weird old school outsider art. You know, I like the idea that it's all. It's like maybe this is like a proto Doctor Seuss, just drawing aliens, landscapes, and weird worlds, and having mm. fun with it. Yeah, I like that theory. Absolutely. There, the, the, the theories are abound, really. There's there's so many of them. I do like that one guy that was like, <clears throat> you know, oh, this is probably just a women's health book. Uh, yeah, I don't think that man has ever spoken to a woman in his entire yeah, life. No, I'm but pretty sure. Like he was saying, it was probably if it was, in fact, a health book, it would have only been written for just one person. You know what I mean? Because its origins are so mysterious. I don't know. Who knows? Could be uh What's an interesting social dynamic for for a friend to give a instruction on their health to Yeah. To <laughs> Do you maybe, I wrote you maybe a two hundred and fifty three guys... page manuscript on how you should bathe yourself, darling, isn't it? I drew I drew a weird picture of what I imagine your uterus looks like. <laughs> Also, where can I put these 14 cow carcasses? Yeah. Some people call it leather. We call it cow skin. Uh, the sign of Taurus is coming upon its procession. It's time to clean the backside, milady. Don't yes, you see? That was yes. going to be more of the question, though, was, I mean, clearly if this guy put it on, like, something that wasn't paper he wanted it to last, or did, mm -hmm. would they have even known you know, what, like, parchment paper was? Was it the only thing it's he could write? It's a good question. Look, something that makes sense to me is the idea that look, this might be this might have been a communication brought forth from an entity of unknown origin. As a matter of fact, it happens Wait all the time. Think People about all those cattle mutilations, right? <laughs> Maybe yeah. the aliens are mutilating cattle to write books, weird books, and drop them throughout the time stream to, to use nope. them as letterhead. But yes. so, but they seriously, like so, the whole cow thing. <laughs> so many like strange books are are channeled material, like the Book of Ra, the Book of one you know there's uh even even um uh a, a study in miracles what's that uh, marianne williamson one um 
the miracles guy all those are sort of really just channeled material and perhaps this this Voynich manuscript is is the same thing it's somebody who's tapping into another dimension and feeling like they're finding some very pertinent and valuable inspiration and they're writing it down love it great well well done I think Bryce. that's great that's a great Bar explanation i can't think of something better to explain it than that man can you max i mean yeah i think that's that's a beautiful way to look at it i think right. that uh i think that maybe it just wants to be like heard and seen the book and, just like, wants everybody the book just feels the book just, the yeah, book yeah. just wants I feel you know, that. maybe the book have we thought about like could it be a living breathing thing possibly <laughs> maybe the book needs to start writing some songs and tell yeah. the book the, maybe the book just wants to be understood and it's got to feel really lonely to be written in the language <laughs> no one's no ever one read me hell yeah i like I this like that. i like this a lot mm. max quinn thank you so much for being here uh it's been a blast to hang out with you hear your stories and talk about a weird book we really appreciate it um where can people find the album tell remind us what it's called and, and tell us where we can find it well the record is called How to Hold a Grudge. If you're listening to this after September 1st, 2023. And that they are. And everywhere. they are. Because we timed it. <laughs> unless they are time travelers. Then um, it will be out on streaming services, Spotify, Apple Music, yada, yada. Should be most right. of the good ones. Um, we don't really discriminate on that front. And then it the should also have physical copies of the CDs in stores most places. Yeah. Great. Which is really exciting. Yeah. Um, I've got one so right here. Hell yeah. That's yeah, all right. Yeah, there we go. I'm, <laughs> I'm loving it. Oh. It's great. That's actually, um, go ahead. Sorry. Oh, that's that's, that's one of the, one of the first we put it. out into the world. Yeah, man. That's so awesome. You got... Yeah, gnarly little Michael's got that hookup collector's with, uh, item. Yeah, yeah. I got a Lotus mm -hmm. Pool Records hookup. So. He knows a guy. He knows a guy. Yeah, he I know a guy. guy. He knows. Well, he knows a everyone, go give the whips a follow on Spotify. Max Quinn, well. so great having you here. Hey, when we it's in, we're gonna play out this episode with a song off the new album. Which which song? Which track would you like us to go out with? This is. We should play the freaking title track. We should man. play Grudges. I think yeah. Grudges great. is a good one. Title, and I would also like to say thank you guys all. Yeah. So Thank much you. for having us. Oh, anytime. Our so pleasure. It's fun. You guys are amazing. I love the show, and I'm so happy that we got a little. I'm so like that we get to exist in this little pocket of. Uh, <laughs> Great. Of well, the, it's the, a good you're canon. Yeah, I'll you're fill in out the your universe. club card information, <laughs> yeah. and we'll laminate your club card. Yeah, we'll send you your official club card right, memberships. Yeah. <laughs> no one's great. hearing this. This is just this is for you guys. Oh, <laughs> thank you so much. Big thanks to the Whips and a big thanks to you, the listeners, especially our friends who recently joined us on BCC The Other Side. Boys, it's time for some Patreon shoutouts. Olivia Clark. Thank you, Olivia. Daniel Martin Garcia. Thank you. Jeanetters. Thank you, Jeanetters. Becca. Thank you, Becca. Tots with Fries. Thank you, Tots with Fries. Colton Hotson Pillar. Thank you, Colton. Brian Dickinson. Thanks, Brian. Annabelle Campbell-Jones. Thanks, Annabelle. Ethan Packard. Thanks, Ethan. Joseph Mills, Cosmeteer. Ooh, thank you, Joseph. Welcome. Jared. Thanks, Jared. Holly Stidham. Thanks, Holly. Alicia, Cosmeteer. Thanks, Alicia. Welcome. And finally, Tension Chopak. Thank you so much, everybody who recently joined BCC The Other Side. We love you. You can join the growing number of club scouts and cosmeteers over at patreon.com slash Bigfoot Collectors Club and get access to three bonus episodes every month, merch discounts, the BCC Discord. We just added a new channel this week so people can talk all about Expedition Bigfoot Season 4 mm -hmm. over there. Great. And you can, love that. Uh, you got the option to upgrade to unlock three music tracks from Riley every single month as well. So uh, do that. Join us at Bigfoot Collectors Club on Instagram and threads at BCC Pod and uh, write to us on TikTok and write to us with your personal paranormal history and share stories of high strangeness at Bigfoot Collectors Club at gmail.com. Follow me on Instagram. I'm Mc at McMills. Yep, I'm on those socials as well. And guys, if you are Expedition Bigfoot fans, please can thank you for watching. You can find us 
on the Discovery Channel Wednesday nights at 10. And you can also find us on Max and Discovery Plus. Uh, Wednesdays are season. huge for Club Scouts now. You get a new episode mm-hmm. of BCC and a new episode of Expedition Bigfoot this fall. That's pretty fucking That's rad. It. It's Love almost it, like we made it happen, guys. We manifested it. We, <laughs> we made, made Wednesday. Wednesday used to be Woden's Day. Now it's Bigfoot's Day. Woden, mm-hmm. that's right. Get, get out of our way. <laughs> Later, Woden. Uh, I'm Peace Drone on Instagram. Did you want to read a review of the show? Did we do? We just skipped that. We didn't part. do you it. I forgot. Why don't you give us a five star review? Yeah. Let's read a five star review, huh? This one's Love called those. Besties UFO yes. Emoji. These guys are my dream friend group. All my friends have to deal with me constantly updating them with new paranormal stories. I knew I'd found my people when they did an emergency episode about the UAP whistleblower. I actually never enjoy podcasts with more than one host because I can't handle interruptions and talking over one another. Whoops, but sorry. these guys have the perfect banter and make me laugh. See, you've improved, Michael. Wow, I'm sure I'll end up on the other side as soon as I finish listening to the backlog. Keep it up. Peace, cilantro. Five yes! stars. All Love right. that. All right, Thanks, yeah, get over there. Appreciate you. And listen, you. if you're binging, sometimes the the other side runs in tandem. Well, a lot of times it runs in tandem uh, with those That's current true. episodes, like we're doing with the history, of, or we did recently with the bi- history of Bigfoot. So, you know, maybe don't wait. Just come on over. You can binge, you go back and forth. It'll be a blast. If we don't see you over on the other side, we'll see you back here next Wednesday for an all new episode of BCC. Until then, good night and go get regressed. And here's the whips with grudges.
Hey guys, Heather Ashley here, host of the Big Mad True Crime Podcast. If you're looking for a true crime podcast with all of the details and none of the small talk, you have found your people. Each week, we dive deep into a new case and learn everything there is to know, from getting to know the victim and the impact their cases had on those around them, to the investigation into what happened to them and who is or might be responsible. And if the bad guy looks like he might drink whiskey by a dumpster or has the social skills of an ogre, we say it because we were all thinking it anyway. As the name suggests, we get big mad over true crime, and I would love to have you join our incredible community of listeners with big hearts and zero time for small talk. Subscribe to Big Mad True Crime anywhere you listen to podcasts and listen to new episodes every single Monday. Hey, this is Eric Malinsky, host of the podcast Imaginary Worlds. Each episode, I explore different sci-fi fantasy genres, talking with filmmakers, novelists, game designers, cosplayers, comic book artists, and anyone who works in the field of make-believe. I also look at the fan experience, asking, why do we suspend our disbelief? You can subscribe to Imaginary Worlds wherever you get your podcasts.